With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Off to just an incredible start here. At Parks Casino in Ben Salem for sports here, there, and everywhere. Presented exclusively by the Bet Park Sports. We Western could be Casino in Buffalo. At, we could be in Buffalo or Kansas City. Or Kansas, or Kansas City, City. Yeah. But Kansas City is just going to be cold. It's not going to be a foot or two of snow. But again, real quick, ex- presented exclusively by Bet Parks, so you can get odds, bets, lots of games right in the palm of your hand. Sportsbook and casino, all in one amazing app. Go download Bet Parks. You love to play. You love to win. You bet Bet Parks. You must be 21 in NPA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Kyle Nunnemaker here with me. John Jansen, and of course that other voice you heard, the great. Are, Big Five Hall of Famer, Mike. Are, are we still the official um, PGA Tour? Thing? I think I, I would say yes. Okay. I think so. There, there's that's ju- that's just a guess. I'm looking though. at a picture right now at Hawaii, where they're playing the Sony Open. It's not two feet of snow. It looks pretty gorgeous. It looks actually. good there. I'm gonna yeah. tell you something. When you wake up in Hawaii, like at six in the morning, whatever, it, it, there's there's very few better feelings in the world. Nothing uh, like. What do you mean? Nothing like waking up at six in the morning in Philadelphia. Yeah, hey, look. In, in a nice January thirteenth day, it's nice today. It's a mild. It's a mild. It's something. right. It's a, it's a good mild fifty with about fifty mile an hour wind. It was actually fairly warm out there today, but it's going to get cold. No jacket yeah. today. No jacket for me. Yeah, no jacket yeah. for me today either. We got our, we uh, got by the way, we do have on with was. us right now the other Big Five Hall of Famer on the Gambler Hotline. It is Dick Girardi, and this is the everywhere part or portion of the show. Dick Girardi. Where are you today? West Lafayette, Indiana, where the low today will be minus three. Oh, that sounds lovely. Is there snow on the ground, Dick? I, not really, Mike. There's there's a little okay. bit kind of you can see a little coming down, but I don't think we're, I don't think that's an issue today. Just my guy, my guy. Do you think you could throw a football in that there. kind of weather? Minus no. three. No. That's minus mild compared three. to what it's going to be in uh, Kansas City. Right, what, that's what? actually very hot compared to what it'll no, be No, no, well, it's Kansas minus three. What's the wind chill, though? That's the wind oh, chill. That's good, yeah. yeah, the wind, yeah, chill, yeah the the wind was brutal. Come in. Yeah, I, I was amazed the guy landed a plane last night. The wind was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> He's surprised, too. Hell, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friend who lives Long in Toledo texted, texted me last night. They were getting snow. So I didn't know how far uh, you yeah. were. I, you're not nah, real close nah, we're, to Toledo. We're okay, but, yeah. Yeah, well, so I guess that so is. I guess that is the place we can start because there are playoff games today. There's playoff yes, games sir. tomorrow, and of course the Monday one. I guess there's a playoff game, but it feels like just a consolation prize for you. You can move on to the next round, <laughs> but you're losing in the next round. Uh, but a lot of weather, Dick Girardi. How does it, weather impact games for you? Obviously, you've probably seen a few of these games. I know the fog, but we've been talking about Mike Kern ran all through all of the the weather games that are notable throughout at the NFL. How does that affect yep. you and the way you kind of see these games? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to look at the, how the coaches will coach, right, and how much more conservative they're going to be. There, there are chances that they normally might take that they're literally not going to be able to take because of the circumstances. 
I, look, on paper, I don't like Pittsburgh at all tomorrow in Buffalo. But because of the circumstances, I give them a chance just because of the weather, get the touchdown. Uh, so I think that evens that out. I, I don't know why anyone is going to like Miami tonight. It's just a little too obvious, right? That it's, it's, I mean, everything about that is just screaming no to Miami. So, I mean, that weather clearly is going to affect that game. And I think those are the two big weather games, right? We're talking about Kansas City and Buffalo. Yep. So, yeah, I, I know the under, somebody told me the under went from, like, down 10 points in a Pittsburgh-Buffalo game. Yeah, that's at uh, 33 and a half. For a nine and a half point mm. spread is pretty wild mm. for an NFL uh, wild card mm. game. That's like, that's like an Iowa football game. Yeah, yeah like, good for exactly. it. Could be better the, if Iowa, yeah, if Iowa could be in that game, it would be better. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, the line would be two. The, uh, they, <laughs> but the thing about those games is sometimes you get cheap touchdowns. Oh, because there's that's fumbles, true. there's whatever. So yep. that's why I hate sure. betting those games because the cornerback yep. slipping. Yeah, you're tr- exactly. I mean, you're trying to figure, you know, all those kind of things in, and it's impossible. All I know is this: and in line, I think Kansas City's not losing that game. Now, whether they win by 10, 15, whatever, or they win by three. No, well, why do you say that? Because I think you would take right. First but of all, Miami's, Miami's got like five defensive starters at. They yep. just signed a guy off the street to be their rusher. I know the Chiefs uh, have not been like good. The Chiefs, the, Chiefs, right. the Chiefs have lost four times at home this year. But in those circumstances, two, and two is like Owen. Oh, Miami's not traveling to 10 degrees below. And winning. <laughs> they, they blew it last week when they lost a game yep. that would have got them home this week yeah. against the same team. And that's just life. I mean, I'm more well, yeah, that's That to me is the, the concern. Miami just can't win those games. I don't know what it is. I, I like that, that's not something that's like a tangible thing. I can point my finger at why it's happening or the reason, but it's a thing. They can't they against Buffalo against Kansas City earlier in the year. Uh, the only game that really the that Eagles. was a big game and they won was Dallas, but yeah, then the they Eagles. lose to the Eagles. They yeah. just they don't do well in these games, and I don't know what to attribute that to. But their offense clearly got, struggles in these kinds. They've of got games. five defensive. I believe it's five. Their best linebacker, the, uh, they're, Jerome they're, Baker, Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard. Yeah, they're not going to put any pressure probably on Mahomes. So even if Mahomes' receivers stink, and I think Kelsey's actually going to have a good game, mm-hmm. whatever, I don't think the Chiefs are going to beat them 40 to 6. But I just don't see there's any way that Miami goes there and beats them. I, maybe I'm. But to John's point, too, I mean, you look at the defensive injuries. Offense, I know they had injuries last week with Mostert and Waddle out. But still, 14 points at home in, for the division title, that just screams to what John said. They yeah. can't win these games. No, you're, and no. with the elements, that just is an added bonus here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last two weeks, okay. two great teams, two playoff teams, Buffalo and Baltimore. Baltimore, you give an excuse, but that's still two games in a row. Nobody's and meaningful games. Right now. Oh, for sure. But still 19 and 14 points in two meaningful games. Yeah. And even go back to the Dallas game, the offense didn't look good. They, they only scored, scored 17 points. against the Eagles, and seven of those right. were an interception. They scored 14 yeah, against Kansas yeah. City. You know, that was in Germany, yeah, I, but still. At, at, I think Miami's, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty simple what their, what their issue is. They're literally just not physical enough for these tougher teams in the NFL. I think so. I mean, so. they're not built to it. You, ha- you have to be physical in this game, and I don't know if they're up for it. And especially yeah. in this game, that's the problem, right? I mean, we're just going to be who's going to survive. I, there was one thing was Damian Woody was on uh, was on ESPN yesterday, and he said, look, when we played these games, we didn't care who won or lost. They were just trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah, just get, <laughs> just get us off the field. Yeah. Get us and, out and this, I can't blame I mean, him, though. I can't blame him. And this exactly. could be Kansas City's last home game. The last five years, they played every game at yeah. home in the playoffs. 
Yeah, and but, Patrick yeah. Mahomes has already an insane home record as a yeah. starter. Well, he lost. He lost twice. Yeah, they, he lost twice. He lost twice. They're, they're rooting a lot of for games like though. the steel, They're rooting for the Steelers and teams like that today to win. Well, they so can they, root they for the Steelers they, they all they want. No, I yeah, get they it. can root for the Steelers. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's like the Eagles can root for the Packers and and the Rams. Right. But so, do you want an update? This is a. This right. is from James Palmer, the Kansas City local weather update. At kickoff, oh. it's going to be minus two. The wind chill minus twenty-four. Halftime minus four. The wind chill minus twenty-six. And then the fourth quarter, when it all matters, it gets even colder. Minus five, and the wind chill minus twenty-eight. What's the difference between minus twenty-six and twenty-eight? I mean, let's be serious. I don't know. At that point, that that you got to start so, feeling so the Dick, degrees at that point. Every degree matters. Yeah, right. Dick, you and I are old enough, and I was trying to tell these yeah. guys before we went on the air. So the Ice Bowl yep. in 67, where yep. it was, which a lot of people still consider the best game ever. I, I don't know if it is, but it certainly. still think it's considered the it, coldest, too. I think uh, it was well, 60 to it 60 was cold. Below. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, people couldn't even get their footing on the field, which was, a, and then you had the game, the San Diego-Cincinnati game yep. in 81, yep. where yep. The, the Chargers played that overtime game at Miami <laughs> where Kelvin Winslow had to be carried off the field. Because he was, you know, and then the next week they're playing in like minus. T- I think that one was like a minus twenty. That was it was yeah, it, close. It, it was very fact, cold. That was a like before the game. Uh, the late great Pete Axton was working for NBC. They went to Pete on the field, and of course he looked like it was frozen. And he said, "You know what? This is why God invented Hialeah. It was a great, it was a great one." <laughs> Like, like, get me to Florida and get me to the racetrack, please. You know, there's times I look back in my life, of like, and there's five or six times where I should have bet something because it was so obvious. Like, the Eagles in the Super Bowl in 80. You bet the Raiders. The Raiders were getting four and a half. You just, you just emptied the bank, the Raiders, whatever. When the Bengals were playing that game, and I think the line was like two, it was almost like a pick em. There was no way the Chargers are winning that game. I mean, it just wasn't because they were going to throw the ball and they weren't going to throw the ball. But I, I don't remember. I mean, the fog ball stands out too, not for the cold, obviously, but because you couldn't see. Couldn't the field. see your hand in front of you. Oh, bizarre, yeah. Have there been any real bad weather games lately that I'm forgetting about? Like, did I? No, just, just snow games, really. But no, nothing. The only one that was really impactful. What? When was the Patriots Bills game? Was it two years ago? Where the wind was so bad that Mac Jones had three passes oh. the entire game. Oh uh, yeah, that, I think that, that like was they last they tried. Was it last year? Yeah. Could have been last year, a couple of years. But ago, didn't they but win? And Mac Jones had like nine passing yards or something. Yeah, he had three <laughs> passing attempts. He, yeah, he threw the ball three times. Remember the one where they cleared the field so the so the uh, Patriots guy could kick yep. the field goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pays that vote advantage in those games. But yeah, I mean, the tuck rule game. It's gonna be the the only thing for me that I would look for in an extremely cold weather game, especially with the wind the way it is in Kansas City and Buffalo, is I'm looking for at least a playmaker quarterback that can run the ball because they can't throw it. They still have to have the ball every single down. Can they be a playmaker? I give Patrick Mahomes always an advantage over Tua, but much more of an advantage this game because he can move around with his legs and make those weird improv plays happen, and I feel like that's going to be big in a game like this. I feel like being able to at least make plays with his legs is going to be huge. I don't think that they have that extra added. I don't think they're going to be able to rush him. That's the problem. I don't. But I don't think they have. have I don't think they have anybody. Yeah, they're not going to successfully be able to do it. And the Chiefs' line is not great. But again, if you can't rush Patrick Mahomes and he's just going to be able to run around for five seconds, yeah. that's an issue. But 
And I think the Rams. That's the same thing with Josh Allen too. I think Josh Allen. It's that. It's that extra added uh, running yeah. game or at least bonus you have that the other team wouldn't. Guys, also, there's two same with Mason <laughs> Should we get to the elephant in the room, boys? Oh no! What's oh that? no! You, you're going to go there? Okay. You want to start? <laughs> since we're doing the show at Parks, and it is in the uh, Delaware Valley, and the home team is playing on Monday night. Uh, and then we'll go over all, obviously, all the games and spreads and everything. But does, I, I think we asked this question last week prior to the Giants game. Does anybody have any idea what's going to happen here tonight? Um, it's going to be frustrating. Monday night? That much I can tell you. Okay, fair enough. Worse than that, I don't care. See, I think a lot of Philadelphians are at the point where, look, these could be the two worst teams left in the playoffs, right? Somebody said mm-hmm, on the TV there that one of these teams has to win. I mean, you could make a case that maybe true. the Steelers are too. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's probably unfair that these two teams are playing each other because they would probably both lose if they played somebody else. If the Eagles win, what do I have mm-hmm. to look forward to unless the Packers and the Rams both win, which I right. don't think is going to happen. They're going to lose next week, so. and they're probably going to lose by double digit. Um, so you know, so what have I seen? All, if the favorites all win, if the Lions win, the Cowboys win, uh, the Eagles will play in San Francisco next week. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. San Francisco okay. coming off an extra week of rest, and the Eagles playing on a short yeah. week. Oh, right, Monday night, yeah. Maybe they'll let them play on Saturday and make it even work. That'd be great. (laughs) That's less wait time for our And and the other scenario is they go to Dallas. Good Lord. You know, if the Rams beat the Lions. Right, they need need some upsets here. Exactly, not likely. And they need to win, which is that, yeah, anybody thinks they're a sense to win hasn't been paying attention either. But see, here's, here's the problem I have, Dick. I don't care. Like, if let's say they win. Let's just say for the sake of argument. And even if they yeah. look good winning, which I don't think. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it'll be ugly. Because the Bucks think, too. Uh, yeah. But, like, what does it matter? Does it change your impression? Now, if they win next week, then everybody mm-hmm. will forget about the six games and, uh, you know, uh, life goes uh, on. But let's assume yep. that doesn't happen. So if they uh-huh. go to Tampa Bay and win 2017, and I'm going to sit there and say, okay, Life is good. No. Uh, so they're almost like the game isn't even being played Monday night. Yeah. Uh, you know, for what impact it's going to have. And now you're talking about, you know, the, the coach could be in trouble. Belichick could be coming here. And I'm like, people, you know, the coach still has a job as far as I know. I hate it when people do this. The guy still is employed. And, and yeah. I think it's just yeah. bad of people. But this is what we do. And the way the world is now in media and all this kind of thing. But... I just don't think Monday night's game has any impact on anything. It's for bragging rights. <laughs> it's for bragging you know, rights. Just to say you got we, to the we, second round. We talked about this um, on the player show earlier this week. When was the last time or any time, especially one year removed from the Super Bowl, you're going into an Eagles playoffs just never with a, a sh- basically or a Sixers playoff or a Flyers yeah, playoff. There's or, no or any playoff. There's no buzz in this city nope. at all, and it's just peculiar. But uh, but well, rightfully peculiar, so. I mean, yeah, it's. It's very. It's that's the way it should be. The Eagles are exactly. not good. Yeah. They haven't played yeah. well. They're not not a good football team. There shouldn't be expectations. I mean, it's up to the Eagles. If they start winning, then yeah, the expectations are going to grow and believe in this team again. It's but they're just not bizarre. good. They're, they're just not a good football team to the point. Yes, this is not a guarantee. I think Tampa Bay is a really bad team. I think Tampa Bay has a lot of the same problems the Eagles do. They're just bad situationally. They were bad against Carolina. There's a reason for that. 
they're just not a great football team. And Baker Mayfield's a great story this year, but he's not an amazing quarterback that I'm worried about. But the problem is the Eagles so the, just find ways to lose in every single way possible. And go ahead, so the trust. other the other question is how did they get this bad? Well, uh, if you have the answer to that, yeah. call Mr. Lurie and and try to explain yep. it to him because that's going to be bizarre. the biggest question going into the offseason. Just where, well, yeah, well, where did Dick, it go wrong? What do you think, Dick? If you had to put a finger on one thing, yeah, what would you put I, the I, most finger on? Yeah, I, I, I think it. I think the schedule would be right up near the top. I think they just got worn out uh, by that brutal schedule. They played their yep. hearts out through through all of it right through the Buffalo game, and then they just have had absolutely nothing since. I think that would be part of it. The part I can't figure out why is, and Mike, I know we texted about this on Sunday watching the Giants game. They just, in the last two games, they look like they didn't care. That that part is bizarre. They look like a team, you know, they look like the Cardinals and the Giants were supposed to look against them. It was just weird. Uh, So that part I can't explain. It's not like they became total bums overnight. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah, there's something. Something is going on down there that it, it, maybe I don't know if anybody's reported on it or not. Obviously, we're not there, so we don't, we don't have any idea. No, what's the going story on, will. Yeah. There will be a Jeff McLean story or a um, um, somebody who, right, for sure. The guy who writes for the Athletic, the uh, whose name I'm Zach Berman. Zach Berman. There's going to be a story. Now, now. It's going to come out. I don't know when it's going to come out. A month from now, two months. Who, who knows? Yep. And it's yep. going to try to detail if there is indeed something that happened. I just right. go back to when, when they when they and I agree with you. I think the schedule. I think the, I mean they. Let's face it. They that beat, has to be part. They of beat it, the yeah. Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Bills. You know. In a, that's, a, yep. It was awesome. Oh yeah, it was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, and we all sat there and said, "Well, you know, they don't." But whatever. I remember Jason Kelsey after they beat. I think it was after the Bills game. I'm almost sure. He looked like they had lost. Yeah. And I'm sitting yeah. there going, no, dude, you're 10 and 1. He didn't look like he was having fun. And now we have yep. stories kind of cut. You have things seeping out. The quarterback this week was a big disappointment to me. What he did to Jeff McClain answering that question, the way he did, um, he was condescending. And when you're 10 and 1, you can say whatever you want. Nobody's going to care. Uh, if anybody thinks the coach is going to get up there to press conference and tell you stuff, no, that's not going to happen. He's not going to tell you, oh, the offensive coordinator stunk, this guy, whatever. So it could be a hundred different things. But the quarterback can't tell Jeff McLean, you don't know what you don't know. Dude, That that that's – and I like Jalen. I really do. I, he's, got, he's a different kind of person. But you know what? And now you're going to get reports that maybe the team isn't happy with the way he acts. You know, like when, when the guy from Buffalo kicks the field kicks – Elliot kicks the 59-yarder – to send the game, he's just sitting there on the sidelines like, okay. And that's a good trade. I'm not knocking the fact that he never loses his equilibrium or whatever, but mm-hmm. these last couple weeks, uh, I mean, he's went from, you know, think about this, he was the MVP favorite. Yep. He's not even uh, in the yeah. top 15 now. And I yeah. guess it, it, it's yeah. easier. Yeah. Go ahead, Dick. The other thing I didn't like, yeah, the other thing I didn't like was the whole defensive coordinator mess. That's, oh, a, that's yeah, yeah. That's that that's self, that's the know, worst that, part of the season. Panic move, right? That that's on that's on the head coach. That just looked yeah. terrible. So he does it after the stretch that we just talked about, right? This brutal stretch where he's playing all the best quarterbacks in the league, and yeah, his defense got riddled. 
Uh, and in the Dallas game, the offense fumbled the ball three times inside the, you know, driving for a score. So that's when he's going to blow up the defensive coordinator to bring in a guy who's a proven uh, loser. And, and now the defense is way worse. I mean, way worse than it was then. So I, I wonder what how the players thought about that. Uh, right. I, that see, that's what I'm curious right. about because to me, the yeah. the Eagles have great leadership in terms of players. The leadership has never mm-hmm. changed. Jason Kelsey just didn't become a bad leader, and Fletcher Cox no. became a bad leader. These guys are good. No. It felt like the panic and all of this came from the coach. And it came from the 100%. coaching staff in general. But that's where it felt yep. like the panic started to happen, and it just kind of seeped into the rest of the play. But that's that's where it yep. started to me. Defensively, they have their issues. So if, if you want to just point to X's and O's, they're not good defensively. They aren't good. Right. They don't have good enough players. So I think that's one right. thing you could point out defensively. But it got worse because they panicked, went to a defensive coordinator that's been one of the worst defensive coordinators in football for five years now, and it got worse again. And then they really had no answers after that. So to me, yeah, the panic it, happened not because of the Eagles' leadership, but coaching. I think it all falls on coaching there. Yeah, and I, and and I, was, I think that definitely seeps into the players. And look, we said all year long that the personnel on the back seven wasn't good enough on the defense. We all knew that. Everybody yeah. watched the games knew that. It wasn't coaching. I, I never thought that was the issue. It was the players. And they just—they simply well, the problem is enough. now is now it's coaching. Now it's both. Now Matt Patricia well, exactly. is worse, right. and they are doing they're, they're, right. terrible things schematically now. Do you yeah, realize no, the that coaching front? has made it has made it worse, which is kind of hard to believe because it wasn't a good defense before. But all right, right. let's let's change coordinators when they finally start playing teams that don't have good offenses, <laughs> and they still are, and they're actually worse against like the yeah, Cardinals, the Eagles, and the Giants, apparently. And the Seahawks. Come on, yeah, p- apparently in the last month, the Eagles have the worst pass rush in the league. That's impossible. Yeah, that's because their best pass that's rusher, impossible. they're dropping back into cover. And I think what Dick said is, I, I think the, the, the head coach, after they lost to the Niners in the Dallas, all of a sudden woke Panic. up and said, you know what, maybe we're not good enough. And we have yep. to get to the Super Bowl because that's what my owner wants. We're supposed to go. And I think he just, and, and going forward, this is what I, and I don't know what's going to happen Monday night. I don't know if Sirianni's still going to have a job. I my belief is I think I would, I would I think he deserves if he, but but whatever it doesn't matter what I think it's what Jeff thinks. If Jeff whatever's wrong with this team, whatever you have to fix, whatever they determine, if he doesn't think Sirianni can fix it, he should be gone. Right, and, and if Mike, he thinks that, hey, that, but you're right, that's a decision he's going to have to make, and that's that yeah. that is true. That whether or not Sirianni can fix this, if they, and, and if a lot, they play, go like ahead. They, if they play like they did the second half against the Cardinals and the entire game against the Giants mm-hmm. and lose like by thirty or twenty, oh, he might get ah, fired. I, he could be gone. Yeah, he might be gone. He might get fired then. Yeah. But you know what? Right, they, he and might again, not make it out of Tampa. No, 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 no. That's just, just that's just showing that he completely lost the team. We're not in the locker room, so we don't know. We don't know what goes on. But something, that was one of the tightest locker rooms in the league. That's what we were told, right? They're all together. They got this leadership. They got this. Their locker room might be the worst locker room in the league right now. It's easy to and have a good can, locker room when you don't how lose. how do you go in six weeks from that to this? See, that's, what, that's what's puzzling to me is that you have, and it's built from the top. The Eagles have this culture, this winning culture. You come here for the Eagles culture and winning, and we talk about that all the time. Every player show we have had, we have talked about that. And yet now they get a little bit of adversity. Something goes a little bit wrong, 
and then it all it's falls like apart. It's like a snowball that effect, yeah. So is your culture ever that good to begin with? And Dick, you know, was it ever that? I great? remember, Dick, you said this when it happened, and I think we all said it actually. The 49ers cut their soul out. They came in here, and there was a lot of talk that week, you know, and it, and it didn't take away what happened last January. You know, the Eagles still went to the Super Bowl, and the Niners didn't. I still think the Eagles would have won that game, even if Purdy hadn't gotten hurt, but whatever. They came in here and skewered them. Six straight touchdown drives, mm-hmm. and then they went to Dallas, and, and, and they played better at Dallas, but they, they hurt themselves with all those fumbles. But I just think what happened with the 49ers left a scar on this well, team. It was almost that, like... Yeah, that, Mike, that might be true, but if that's the case, then this was a lot more fragile than I thought. Yes, yes that's what I'm saying, yes. If you, right, if you think about it, that was not a, it was not an irrational result, given no. what they had just gone through, right? All, all the no. tough games they'd had, and, and San Francisco had an edge, they'd been off. I mean, all, all that was in favor of San Francisco. Yeah, you didn't think they were going to get pummeled like that, but yeah, if that was enough to completely knock out a team that had been really good for a couple of years straight, then something was inherently wrong that we never realized. Uh, and and I, I think I, I didn't when, see any of that coming. Right, but when you go back, like I said, Jason Kelsey's face after the Buffalo game, I think mm-hmm. because they were ten and one, we just didn't we didn't see it. You yeah, know, we knew they had yeah, flaws, but they were ten and one. And they beaten all those yeah, good teams. I think maybe in the Eagles' mind, when San Francisco came in here and did that to them, they were like, you know what? Maybe we're really not that good. You know, and then the mm-hmm. next week you go to Dallas, and get, which the Dallas result didn't surprise me at all because no. Dallas never loses at home. And then you had that Seattle thing where Seattle goes down the field 90 yards with the backup quarterback. Yeah, that it really And I think that was the one that was just, oh, my. And they haven't been the same since. Well, they played okay against the Giants that, that next yeah, week. No, I they, mean, they, they dominated, yeah, they, they dominated yes, they the did. Giants game. They did. They, they, the score was closer. It should have been because a couple of weird plays. Yeah. But, yeah, you just even with that, Mike, you're still thinking, all right, that's fine. They're they're going to get – they can still get everything they want to get by beating two hideous teams that don't care. Yep. And not only do they not do that, they blow a huge lead and get pulverized in the second half by a dreadful Cardinals team and then just get you – know, we're never in the game last Sunday. At no time were yeah. they in the game. I mean, I, I understand and, at some and, point they just said, we don't and care Dick, anymore. And they, was... they were already gone by that time. Yeah, to, to your point, it, it looked like they were the team that didn't care, and it, it's just exactly. it's just so odd. I don't understand. And it. you got two guys hurt. You got two which, guys hurt. You know, didn't make things any better. I, there was never a point. I got to be honest with you guys, and I, I probably told you this. There was never a point where I didn't think they were going to be the two seed. Never. Yeah, I, I, I just I sat there and I'm like, okay, they're going yeah. to be the two seed. I don't think they're going to beat the Niners, but I think they can mm-hmm. get to the Niners. Um, because if Dallas had to come here, I thought the Eagles could beat them. You know, the Dallas isn't quite the same team on the road. But, my God, I'm looking at them now. If, if we were ranking the NFL teams right now, the Eagles would be in the bottom five. Yeah. And oh, we were, yeah. Oh, they, oh, they, I mean, they played like a bottom five team. Well, we yeah. were saying the last three weeks, we are like, they're not going to lose these games. But, uh, you know, are they going to be impressive when they win these games? And then they go, <laughs> losing two out of three is just, uh, you, keep, you keep thinking that, their losses against these bad teams, against Seattle, uh, against Arizona, are going to be the bottom points of the season, and then they top that the next week. It's just and then <laughs> you get, like in Seattle, the improvised play. Yeah. That ends up in an interception, right? And then the coach. Against the Cardinals, you got the, the screw-up when Maialata goes offside yeah. or whatever he did, and then you run the two bubble screens, and you, and, 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 and then uh, the other receiver gets hurt. And you just have these things that happen, and you're like, you're looking at it and going, No! 
and and the Eagles for like a year and a half were always they weren't that team. You know, and they were front runners, is mm-hmm. what it turns out. You know, in the in the end analysis, sounds were, like it now. Yeah, they were great Feels front like runners. Yeah. Last year they mauled people. They absolutely just mauled people and took names. Yeah, um, but and that's, that's all. That's all. That's all true. But even this year when they were winning. They were coming from behind to win all these games. Yes, you're right. They weren't, no. they weren't, they weren't winning from the front. Yeah. It, it, right. I've ne- I don't ever remember seeing a sports team go from that Buffalo win, which was exhilarating in every way. Right. It was, it was a wild thing. Probably should have lost. Probably were outplayed, but yeah, ended up winning the game because they were tough. They know right And they made, right. Yeah, made, made plays at big moments and all that kind of stuff, which winning teams do to go into this. What? what? Yeah, I, how, Dick, how I, I get front runners. Happen? Front runners was the wrong word. I guess what I was trying to say was when they were hit with adversity and somebody punched mm-hmm. them in the face, they just didn't, didn't well. know what to do. It was, it was like you said with Buster Douglas and Tyson, right? Yeah. When, yep. when, when Douglas hit him at 40 to 1, when Douglas hit him in the face, it was like, okay, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and I just, I, I'd never expected, I didn't think they were going back to the Super Bowl six months ago, but I thought they, you know, I never Ever, ever expected Well, you would at least anything. thought they would have a chance. Because I it's thought, so tough to go back to back. I thought they'd at least get, have a chance because the talent's yeah. great, all that. Oh, yeah. And now they have zero chance. No, I, I thought maybe the NFC title game, you know, yeah. maybe you got, and God forbid, they, they looked they look like they were going to get the one seed for a while. Yeah. And if they get the for one seed, somebody's got to come here and beat them. For a while, them. for two thirds of the season. Yeah, and I just, I, I've <laughs> well, never, I'm 65 hey, years my, old, I've been. Yeah. There, there, was a, there was a point, I don't know, six weeks ago. When they were ninety three percent chance to win the division, ninety three percent. Yeah, yeah. And and no, by, it, and by the last Sunday, they took out their starters because they couldn't win the division. I mean, good lord. Yeah, I've I've never like I said the, the sixty. Somebody brought up the sixty four fills. I said that's wonderful, but the sixty three fills stunk and the sixty five fills stunk. The sixty four fills <laughs> were the blue snow. Yeah, right, yeah, no, it yeah. just happened. It was like kind of like the '93 yep. fills, right? It happened, and but then they lightning they, in a bottle. They went on it. This team was in the Super Bowl last year and probably should have won the game. You know, they've got a quarterback that they just gave 250 million dollars to, and they're 10 and one. This is this yep. is beyond anything I have ever seen. Forget forget the co-tight Eagles that went from that, that team wasn't winning the Super Bowl or or the Jets in '86 or or whatever. This might be the worst collapse in NFL history. So, but it is also telling to me that you know, even if they were to correct some things, like it, they they get a little bit sharper, they get better. Let's just say they win a game, they win against Tampa. And you can go, well, maybe this changes things. The problem for me is they just still aren't good enough. I actually think now it's to the point their defense, especially, yeah, is so yeah. bad that they, this they is, this team is beyond. There is something wrong in the locker room, you know. But I mean, you there have there all is. these people on I, national TV every week showing me the offense and showing me how right. bad the offense I, is because they, totally they run a they run a CB West offense. Right. And the offense has its issues. No, it, not it the does. CB. But they've got, they've got great players, right? They have but great their, players. Their on defense offense. just doesn't have great players. No, I, I, it's just not. It's but so there's bad nothing that's going to happen. No matter what happens, they are too bad. Nothing that's happening short of them winning next week. That will even remotely change my mind about this team. If they win next no, week, that I have to give them their due and say, "Hey, okay, you, 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 whatever, you found the way. You beat the Niners or you beat Dallas or whatever." And you're, but that ain't going to happen. You know it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know it ain't going to happen. They, they. I almost want them to lose Monday, and I hate saying well, that. 
because I, I don't I want him to lose, but rip yeah. the Band-Aid off. Mike, I apologize for bringing this up. I should have never brought it up. I shouldn't even talk to him. We were going to talk to you today. I don't, I, don't like the, I don't like Mike getting upset. It's not, it's not, my, not what I'm here for. <laughs> the Eagles are just very upsetting. Is there anyone excited no, for this my game? Lord. Uh, no, there was a hype. The, the Eagles put out a hype video that was pretty good that people liked. It was, you know, yeah. we, we still got it. Jason Kelsey. Well. Oh yeah. God, was it? Yeah, still hey, time to turn. The, the main way, thing, the main thing. And I know everything that comes out of their mouth. They're, they're just saying the thing that Dallas got. Dude, 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 dude. Yeah, we're we're, we're we're happy. We just wanted to make the playoffs. No, 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 no. Dude. You were in the playoffs on September the first. There was no doubt you were making the playoffs. <laughs> How you were going to get there, we don't know. But you were going to be in the playoffs. And I mean, it's just they. You can tell by their answers, they have no clue. They don't know. Um, yeah, Sad. it's it's just it's yeah. and that's the. I mean, if they could point to something and say, "Hey, Lane Johnson got hurt," and 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 and, and this thing happened, okay, and that was the reason. Like when the 49ers lost those three games, and they were like they were down Debo, they were down Trent Williams, and they said, "Okay, you know," and they, they missed a yeah. Yeah. yeah, they missed a field goal against Cleveland. Okay, you know, I, I buy that. Um, but my goodness, I mean, it's just. Oh, well, yeah, um, God, God are basically coming out and saying once they clinched the playoff berth, they, they were, stopped. They were complacent. Well, what happened the last what? two weeks? Because they hadn't. Uh, you know what? It's. It, I, no. You're right. They don't even know. What they to don't say. know. They don't know what to say. Well, no. at this point, what, what can you say? Yeah. yeah. If you point, replayed if the coaches' press conferences from all 18 <clears throat> weeks, no thanks. I guarantee you. He says the same thing 18 straight weeks. He does. I will guarantee if you go back, or well, at least it was same with Jalen. The last six or seven, we're going to learn from our mistakes. Yeah. Why did you learn the last first. two weeks from your mistakes? Why are you waiting until Monday well, night? Well, after the Arizona game, we still have some time. we got to figure some no. things out. You have one game left no. before yeah, the playoffs. And, and the, the, player, like, the players are going to answer more questions than anybody because there's more players and there's more people you can ask these questions to. But to me, it is it is coaching. The the leadership in the Eagles just didn't go away. Jalen Hurts, I think, is still a great leader. I think Jason Kelsey's a great leader. I think Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, all those guys that has been there. I even think Jordan Maialata is a really good leader. He's been outspoken. He's been awesome. But the problem is, he's, that act, he's I, actually been good. I think he's been great. Yeah. You know, I think he's been very, you know, put. And their Christmas, their Christmas themselves. song was pretty good. Did you hear that? He can sing. They're pretty good. Yeah. Maialata can <laughs> sing, man. But the leadership just doesn't go away. I think. It is very clear where the issues have started, and to me, it's it's coaching and Nick Sirianni specifically. Well, you, I think you, I think to me at least, I'm putting more of that. You started on with him new. You start yes, but you started with two new coordinators. Now, did he pick the coordinators? I don't know. That I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. Steichen's at, at Indianapolis, and we see what he did there with a with M- Minshew, right, or whatever. Minshew. Okay. <laughs> um, the guy from the car, the guy at the Cardinals. Okay, they didn't have a good year. The court, he came in here and beat the crap out of the Eagles. He also in had week no seventeen. I thought Gannon actually did a solid job for what That's he was fine. given. That but was what I'm team saying. Team is we wanted him gone. We wanted him out of here. Yeah. Go, go away. Okay. Well, this is what you got. Do you you got right. a guy? Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Got something, and then John, you're gonna get us a break because Mike, you're you're out of control. You need to be calm. Down. <laughs> we got golf today. There we go. Hey, in, my, in Mike Kern's yeah. defense, you started it, Dick. Let's keep no, the main thing the main That's thing. I apologize. People did not accept my apology. They kept. Yeah, you're allowed. Uh, you're allowed. You got it matches. You got a set of matches. Oh my God! It's eleven o'clock go. already. We got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, we're gone. All right, here you go. We've got latest, latest lines on pro football playoffs happening this weekend. New customers make a winning $10 bet, Mike Kerr, and get $125 in sportsbook bonus back. 
the app and websites for details. How about that? So Monday, I can bet the money line yeah. on. Um, I can, can bet Buffalo let, on the money line you, for ten. Can you let me? Can you let me finish? No, you no. cannot. Do it. Monday, eight fifty. The, the birds are now a three-point favorite at Tampa Bay. The over/under forty-four. Saturday, four thirty. Mike Kern, Cleveland now one point, one and a half point favorite hosting Houston. Wow, Saturday, eight p.m. The game no one will see. Miami is now a four-and-a-half-point road underdog at Kansas City. Sunday, 1 p.m., the black and gold of Pittsburgh are now 10-point road underdogs at Buffalo. Sunday, 4.30, Dallas is now a seven-point favorite hosting Green Bay. Sunday, 8 p.m., Detroit is now a three-point favorite hosting Los Angeles. You must be 21 in, in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER, BetParks.com. John Jansen, why don't you get us to break and see if you can keep Mike hey. Kern under control. Now, I, I, get yeah, Peacock. Right. I get Peacock, so I will see that game. No way. Yeah, I, I have Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. they gave it to us. Yeah, I get yeah, Peacock. Yeah, I'm a big wrestling guy. Wrestling. Dick, is I'll on, give you uh, my login. Peacock. Just don't tell Peacock. Then Every time I mention wrestling, yeah. Mike Kern's head like just goes it. immediately <laughs> down into his hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's going to be an interesting break. <laughs> Tune in sports here, there, and everywhere. Presented exclusively by the Bed Park Sportsbook at Casino App. And Dick Girardi's like, check, right, check out all the latest lines on pro football playoffs happening this weekend. New customers make a winning $10 bet and get $125 in bonus bets back. See app and website for details. Coming up next, we'll get to some of the other playoff games. Big ones today, including how do we figure out a wind chill of minus 28 happening in Kansas City as they take on Miami? How does that factor into the game? Also, we have other playoff games as well. Going over those, all coming up next on Sports Here, There and Everywhere. The Gambler, Philly's home for all things sports gambling. But I don't think I, I was do. actually singing this song yesterday. You didn't know uh, Kings of Leon. Were you singing this song yesterday? I was. Oh, Me and Jeremy were trying to figure out uh, who sang this I don't know, know, I don't know Kings of Leon. Very good. Well, I'm, I'm a, a fan. Sing yeah. uh, you were tuned into Sports Here, There, and Everywhere, presented exclusively by the Bed Park Sportsbook and Casino app. And you can get all the latest lines on pro football playoffs happening this weekend. What a weekend. One of the best weekends of the year. I think actually next week is is better for the pro football playoffs and in terms of the sports calendar. But still, awesome weekend for playoffs. And new customers make a winning $10 bet and get $125 in sportsbook bonus. Back see app and website for details. Must be 21 in NPA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler Kyle Nutemaker here with yes. myself, John Jansen, Mike Kern joining us as well, Parks Casino in Ben Salem, and also Dick Girardi joining me on the Gambler Hotline. Uh, we we actually are getting some uh, some some fan uh, fan comments coming in, Mike. Uh oh, you actually know, but uh, fans are allowed to do that. I was told us? to tell you, Wilt played against plumbers. Yeah, uh, oh. and he said thought he was going to kill me when I said that. Oh, that is from. Uh, Eric Fink. No, he only played against Bill Russell like eight times a year. Yeah. He played against Walt Bellamy. Apparently, the people just love you getting uh, getting agitated. It's I okay. Have, I have fan mail for John Jansen. It's <laughs> What's tri- I, th- I think Joel Embiid is going to go down as a better player than Will. That's what I think. I, you think I, so? You think yeah, that's actually when, when they write the history of the NBA, I think Joe's going to be up there ahead of Will. What John, do you think about that, Dick Girardi? Actually, 
I think Sam Mike's probably right. Uh, and, and he's playing against no centers where Will was playing against a bunch of Hall of Fame centers. And the whole sport was different back then. So who knows? How can you compare it? Uh, let's do some NFL games. Let's do some NFL games, boys. Uh, Cleveland minus two at Houston. Uh, the 100-year-old Joe Flacco versus the teenager C.J. Stroud. 102, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, game is in Houston. Houston somehow ended up winning their division. If this game was in Cleveland, obviously, with Buck Cleveland, it is not. It's indoors. Uh, John, we'll start with you. I have a small opinion on this game. What do you like? The, the line is getting bet down. Yeah, it's getting bet down. Um, Minus two. I don't know what to make yeah. of that. To me, uh, to me, I, I like Cleveland. I like Cleveland initially when this matchup is set up. Two and I a still half, like. Is it two and yeah, a half? It just moved back up. To two. Wow. Okay, that's, that's a huge. It was, it was at one and a half yesterday. Commercial break. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So that is moving back in the Cleveland I direction. So I I, I love Cleveland in this game. I think we, we sometimes get caught up in the quarterback thing. And in this game, yep. it's going to be easy to say, well, C.J. Stroud's the up-and-coming guy. He's been great. Great mm-hmm. rookie season. Yep. And Joe Flacco, it's yep. a great story, but he's 38 years old or whatever, and he's he's at some yep. point going to fall apart. Th- that game, yep. like, that is far down the list of things I'm looking for in this game. To me, it's a bad mm-hmm. offensive line for Houston against a really good defense and defensive line for Cleveland. Can they keep mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud upright? I don't think they'll be able to. C.J. Stroud, when he gets pressured, uh, he's actually one of the worst quarterbacks when pressured. I don't think that's his fault. I just think that's a bad defensive line that gets him pressured a lot, and it's bad pressures. It's not like he has to move a little bit. When the pocket collapses in Houston, it's bad because it's a very bad offensive line. I think the defense for Cleveland is going to be too much to handle mm-hmm. for Houston in this game. And on the other side of that, we've already seen – Cleveland, but the Cleveland's offense do very well against Houston. Amari Cooper had over 200 yards against them just a few weeks ago. Yeah. I just don't think yeah. they can cover guys like Amari Cooper and David Njoku. So I think we've seen the offense do well against this defense with Houston, but it's the offensive line I think is going to be a huge problem in this game for Houston. Mike? Yeah, the I saw a stat the other day. C.J. Stroud, I think he had 14 turns. He, he was the first rookie in the Super Bowl era to lead the league in fewest turnovers by a quarterback, yep. which I found that, that's pretty good. Uh, and apparently there, there's another turnover stat on the other side where I think Texas forces a lot of turnovers or Cleveland has a lot of turnovers. Yeah, I Jeff Flacco turns the ball over a lot. Yeah, it's, a, it's a one holdup I have. I don't really like anybody in this game, but if I had to play a side, because I think I'm – I like both teams. I, I'm rooting for Flacco, but I'm rooting for Stroud because I love Stroud. But I think I would – tend to think like John does that I think Cleveland might be to play here. I know it's on the road that that's that that's a hard way to go sometimes in the playoffs. I think this could be a fascinating game. I, I think it, this is oh, kind of game. I just want to sit and watch this game and, and enjoy it. That's this afternoon at four thirty. That's the first playoff game, uh <laughs> Yeah, Cleveland basically kinda of got a bye last week, not playing uh anybody. Um, I really want to bet Houston. Like, my heart's telling me to bet Houston. Um, But a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach in the playoffs, um, they had to, you know, play their butts off last week. Cleveland's kind of rested. I kind of like Cleveland in this. Um, Not by much, though. I'm kind of like with Mike Kern here. I don't have a strong side either way. I kind of do like the under, though. Cleveland, one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's. A defensive-minded head coach, second time around against Cleveland. I think he'll make adjustments. I'll take the under 44.5 and, and, and lean towards Cleveland here. 
Yeah, and, and no part chance of that too, to win. Even, even if this wasn't, you know, everything with the, the weather that factored into this, Miami doesn't win these games. No, it's, it's proven over and over again, and I don't like to look into that. I don't like to look and too hard because they don't at some score point a lot of change. points in these games. That's the yeah. problem, is yeah. that the offense is this big juggernaut, but in games like this, they turn into just an average offense. I don't know what that, – that's my problem is I can't point it specifically at something. I don't know if that's McDaniel's scheme. I don't know if it's Tua. I don't know if it's the skill position players. Uh, the offensive line probably is the one thing you could point at because they don't have a great offensive line and not healthy. But there is something wrong when they get into these games, and I'm not sure how they fix it. And I'm not sure if they Fair know even how to fix yeah. it. Let's go to the early Sunday game. This is the game I like the most all weekend. Uh, right now, Buffalo's nine and a half is the last I saw on Bed Parks uh, over the Steelers. I like the Steelers. I mean, we all know the weather is going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steelers have shocked me like all year long. They can run. They are physical. Uh, it will be a tough game. I don't know how it can be lo- not low scoring. What was it? What did you say, Kyle? 34 was the number? Uh, it's at 33. 33, and you got a favorite by nine and a half. I like yeah. the Steelers in this game. There'll probably be a bunch of turnovers. Uh, Josh Allen will be running over people and smashing people and probably fumble a couple of times, too, because he likes to do that. <laughs> I, like the, I like the Steelers plus the nine and a half against Buffalo. It, you know, it's weather that both teams, you know, they're, they're, both teams are good in it. Uh, Buffalo has barely been winning, even though they've been winning yeah, during this streak. I don't. I don't trust them. Pittsburgh. I, I. I have no idea how they got to this point, but they can run. I wish T.J. Watt was playing. He isn't, but uh, I, I will take the Steelers plus the nine and a half. But that's my best bet of the weekend. Wow. Yeah, I, I. The fact that Buffalo has been getting it done. Obviously, the quarterback hasn't been playing great, but he plays big in the moment sometimes. Like the 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 run last week where he got the first down on third and thirteen yeah, an or whatever. I mean, yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, game. If it's going to be a foot of snow, I, I, like, uh, I don't think Buffalo is going to lose the game. But Dick, I, I, I don't think you're wrong in the way you're thinking that that nine and a half points in, in a bad conditions over Too two teams that might not. Yeah, and and the score might be low. You know, it might be like a 17-10 game or something, or, or mm-hmm. you and, know, you, and you just Pittsburgh don't know. has played better with Mason Rudolph. I know it sounds bizarre, but they oh, yeah. have actually oh, for played sure. better. They couldn't get it much worse. It doesn't sound that big because <laughs> Kenny Piggy is just not good. That's true. I, I think that Fair Pittsburgh enough. has to concede that he's not good. Yeah. Yeah, I think they have no quarterback in the, over there right now. Yep. I guess That's I'll, I'll – I agree with you guys, but just I'll go the other route. Just, That's fine. Just for the hell of it. Um Buffalo finally has that running game that they haven't had in years past with James Cook, and this is a game where they are going to need to rely on him heavily, uh, along with kind of similar to Kansas City, Josh Allen, you know, improvising. Uh, I think it could be a low-scoring game. I don't see Pittsburgh really scoring much, so I could see this being an ugly 2010 game they just cover. Um, I'll roll with Buffalo here. Yeah, it's just going to be for me. Sure. Can Pittsburgh score? And TJ Watt being out—that's a big deal. Yeah, they have yeah, not won many games with him out. So that—that that yep. is something that if he was uh, in, I would—I yep. would actually love Pittsburgh a lot more because he can get strip yep. sacks. He's the one who can turn Josh Allen over or force him into turnovers. But yep. still, I think a lot of Josh Allen's stuff is him. It's not even what the defense is necessarily doing to him. He's the one making these plays. He's done it all season. Even their numbers. So when they made the offensive coordinator switch, their numbers actually got worse. It's not bad. They're still like top and five. Buffalo's top one six. wide receiver isn't playing. 
The guy who was open in the end zone Gabe against Davis. the Eagles. Yeah, he, oh, I think Gabe he's out. Davis isn't playing. Wow. He, got, he got hurt in practice, I think, the other day. Oh, that's I big. didn't even see that. That is, that is also, he's their second option. He's their downfield threat. So, I don't know if they would have had a vertical option to begin with because obviously the weather is playing such a factor. Yeah, this is in the Buffalo. game where he could probably say right. <laughs> so Stephon Diggs is is more important to that offense. And again, it plays into this where Josh Allen's playmaking with his legs is going to be a big deal. But that also he's probably going to do some stupid things. The weather's going to affect him, and he's probably going to throw some turnovers, uh, fumble the ball. I that part of the game just isn't going away for Buffalo. He's the reason why they win, and he's the reason why they lose. I'm not saying they lose, but Buffalo is not a team that is that is capable of covering a nine and a half point spread, or at least the style yeah, that they play doesn't really yeah. lend to these numbers being covered. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Let, let's do one more, and then we'll get to the break. Uh, Dallas Green Bay is the late game, late afternoon game tomorrow. Dallas minus seven. Uh, what do they want? Fifteen in a row at home, going back to last year. Yeah, the Green and Bay quarterback specifically. Yeah. Right, the Green Bay quarterback has been amazing. Twenty touchdowns, mm-hmm. one pick at the back end of the season. I mean, the kid is really, really good. Uh, but Green Bay's at a spot where they haven't been in. Young squad. Uh, Dallas doesn't lose at home. Uh, Mike, let's start with you on this one. And then we'll get to Detroit and L.A. and the Eagles and Tampa Bay at College Hoops after the break. And Mike's golf, of course. Uh, Dallas Green minus Bay. seven. Mike, what do you got? Yeah. Green Bay's beaten a lot of bad teams. Call me that. But they beat mm-hmm. them, which is, you know, what yep. you have to do. Dallas, there's two things at work here. The fact that Dallas in the playoffs for the last decade or whatever has been, they found a way to lose. That, that's what they do. Uh, I, I just think Dallas is going to come up with a big effort. I, I, they're averaging, I think, close to 40 points at home. I think they score. Uh, I'm not sure Green Bay is the greatest defensive team going. I think the Cowboys are going to cover the seven. Fair enough. Yeah, good. Johnny? Yeah, that's... That's probably the right way to look at it. I'm I'm actually leaning Green Bay here. So I will. There's one number I will. You want to see McCarthy screw up a, 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 a what, what's that? Time time management, time management. Oh, against yeah. his former well, team. It's, That'd it's be great. That. I, I really do think Jordan Love is playing well enough, and the passing offense has been great this season. They're a top ten passing oh, yeah. offense, and that's with a very young core group. Jordan Love is probably the older of all of these guys, but their wide receivers are like 24 and younger, tight end 24 and younger. Yeah, they get the youngest team in the line. NFL. Yeah, it is it is impressive what they've done, and I, I think they they will be able to do those things against Dallas. We've seen that before. Seattle came in there and Dallas put up a bunch of points. So I think this is going to be a close game. Ultimately, Dallas wins. But seven seeds, though, since the super wild card happened and we had the extra seven seed, seventh seed, seven seeds are 0-6 with a minus 73-point differential since the NFL expanded. Obviously, that matchup, those two matchups with the seven seed, Steelers taking on the Bills and the Packers taking on the Cowboys. Not a great number, but I have seen trends like that come up over and over again this past year, and they all went the opposite direction because things change, nothing stays the same. And I think this is the year that we do see seven seeds make more of an impact, be closer in these games, and I think Green Bay specifically And, and let's be well. honest. If Dallas loses this game, oh, it, it, will, yeah. it, it will make – I know the Eagles being what they were has totally stunk. But if Dallas loses this game, I will laugh for a day. Yeah. It, it just, oh, more than a day. McCarthy, will get, McCarthy will get fired. Um, I, they, so Adam Schefter keeps hinting at a team that has not fired their coach yet <laughs> that is interested in Bill Belichick. 
That team to me, oh, yeah. ha- is ja- that is Jerry oh, Jones all over it. Yeah. That lose. is Jerry Jones all over that. The they lose to the 49ers. He fires McCarthy and Bill. In two, two weeks from now. They can go to San Francisco because they never beat yeah. him. They have to but get a deep playoff you have to, you got the home field there. You have to beat Green Bay. And you I know they to lost to San yep. Francisco a couple years ago at home in that game where they couldn't spike the ball in time and they screwed that up. But, man, if they lose this game, have to, to be to a, a, a quarterback, a first year uh, starter. Right. I would even go past that. They have to win in the division round two. Okay. They have. Yeah. The, yeah. Dallas has yeah. to make it to the NFC Championship game. Their team is too good not to. Too good not to. All right, Kyle, I'll wrap it up Kyle here. Quickly, yeah. And, um, then, and then maybe yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to find ways where I want I, I could see the Packers winning um, or even covering. I can't. They're banged up. Jair Alexander's questionable. Didn't practice Thursday and Friday. A.J. Dillon is doubtful. Christian Watson's had injury um, injuries all year. I think the Packers are just happy to be in this situation. They have their quarterback of the future. Dallas, they got to prove something. I, I think they cover at home. So we do have breaking news yeah. that is something that I, yep. real quick, Dick Girardi, uh, this, this needs yeah, to be broken immediately. A.J. Brown is officially out for Monday. Jesus. He will not make it. This reported from Adam Schefter. Uh, Brown Good made boy. an attempt, worked hard in his rehab, uh, but wasn't able to. It's a sprained knee. They said Brown has made enough progress yep. that if the Eagles do advance, which is a big <laughs> if, capital I, capital F, uh, he could return yep. for the divisional round, but he is out for Monday. Quez Watkins, yeah, baby. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah can't, can't wait to see him. Uh, I, I'll take Dallas. I think Green Bay's live if they don't turn it over because I think they can score, but I think they are going to have some turnovers. So I like Dallas at home. Give it the seven. John goes the break. We've got a couple more NFL games. Uh, Detroit, L.A., and the Eagles game. And i got a bunch of college hoop games I want to touch on. And Mike has his golf install in Hawaii. Uh, John goes the break. I would love to talk about some college hoops because the chaos that happened this week has been interesting. But you're tuned in. The sports here, there, and everywhere presented exclusively by the Vet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. And the latest lines on pro football playoffs happening this weekend, you can find over at Bet Parks. And we're already seeing major changes to some of these lines. So new customers, though, make a winning $10 bet and get $125 in sportsbook bonus back. See app and website for details. A perfect way to enter in for the playoffs. So let's go through some of these. The Birds, still a three-point favorite on the road at Tampa Bay. The over-under at 43-and-a-half. We'll see if that changes with the injury to A.J. Brown, who is now officially out. Cleveland is now two-and-a-half-point favorites hosting Houston. That is the first game today. Tonight, Miami is a five Point road underdog at Kansas City. Wind chill and cold playing a factor there. Speaking of wind chill and cold, Buffalo. They are hosting the black and gold of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh are now a nine and a half point road underdog in cold. Buffalo, the game we just talked about, the evening for tomorrow. Dallas, still a seven point favorite hosting Green Bay. Detroit, still a favorite. The night game for tomorrow, they are still a three-point favorite against Los Angeles. So check out those lines and more for the pro football playoffs. And again, new customers make a winning $10 bet. Get $125 in sportsbook bonus back. See app and website for details. Must be 21 in NPA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Coming up next, we'll get into maybe some golf. We do have golf going on in a... Hawaii, which is uh, very beautiful there. Not so beautiful here or in some of the teams or some of the cities that are going to be hosting some playoff games. But we'll get to the golf. We'll get to some college basketball. That's all coming up next here on Sports Here, There and Everywhere.
The All-Pro Green Legion Show is live every Monday night at Chickies and Pete's in Marlton, New Jersey. They are moving like crazy. Injury reports coming in, especially as we just saw from Philadelphia. But all the latest lines on pro football playoffs happening this weekend on Bet Parks. New customers make a winning $10 bet and get $125 in sportsbook bonus back. See app and website for details. Must be 21 in MPA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll just start right away. Dick Girardi wants to talk some college basketball. Wild week. It could be a wilder weekend, Dick Girardi, but uh, what do you got for college basketball this weekend? Yeah, look, John, let's do the last two NFL games first, and then, then, then let Mike do the golf, and then we'll do some college here. So that's it. Yeah, come on, so, John. I, I just didn't know if we wanted to talk right. football because now A.J. Brown's out. <laughs> this guy's it's, it's miserable. No, no, no. It's yeah. miserable. No, no. Well, let, let's get to the last two games. I think the most fascinating game of the weekend is tomorrow night, uh, Detroit minus three against the Rams. Fascinating on a lot of levels, right? Return of Matthew Stafford, the two guys that were traded for each other. Stafford immediately went to the Super Bowl. The Lions immediately get revived with Jared Goff. Um, but John, why don't we start with you on this game? The home team minus three. The Rams are hot. The Lions have had a great year. But their defense is not very good. What are we thinking? Yeah, I flipped on this one. Initially, I was with the Rams, and, and everybody was on them too, and I, I get it because Matthew Stafford's been playing great. He's back in Ford Field, a place he's played a lot against his former team, which they he probably should have led them to more success. Not really all his fault. I think it's mostly on Detroit. Uh, but, you know, his career kind of floundered there a little bit. He makes it to the Rams, wins the Super Bowl. So it's, a, it's an interesting storyline there. But every time I talk about the Rams, I do want to make it clear that I don't think they are a great team. It is very Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay heavy, and they do have some good wide receivers to really help that out. And Kyron Williams is good. I think he's going to be not as effective as he has been throughout the season because Detroit actually has a really good rush defense. But I think Detroit is a more well-rounded team. Offensively, they have better balance. They run the ball very well. They're effective in the red zone because of the running game. Jared Goff has had turnover problems at times, but I think he's playing well. And they also have great receivers being led mostly by Amon Ross St. Brown and also Sam Laporta, the tight end uh, this season that came out of Iowa he's in the NFL draft. Is he out in this game? Didn't he get injured? Yeah. I knew he was injured, but I didn't know if he was I think he's done. Yeah. So if he's out, that's a big deal. Still, I, I do uh, like that. questionable. Oh, okay. I, I do like that. I still like that offense a lot. Uh, Jameer Gibbs also came on really strong. I just think overall Detroit is the better team, and I think the, the bets are going in the wrong direction here a bit too much. I understand why yeah. with the Rams, because Matthew Stafford's playing so well, but I can't get out of my head. I think Detroit is very good. Hey, I'll, go, I'll go next. All the heat is on Detroit, right? They have, absolutely have to win the game. Uh, the Rams won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Whatever happened to them is great. Detroit has been the better team all year long. The Rams got hot at the end. Uh, John, I think you're probably right. I think the Rams are probably being overvalued for what happened at the end of the season, but that you know, this is the end of the season and they're playing great. It did happen. I, I don't have right, a great, yeah. it, right? It, I don't have a strong opinion on the game, but I, I, Detroit's just been a fun team. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's probably the most fun game to watch all weekend. I think you're going to need into the 30s to win. I'll take the home team. Mm-hmm. I'll take Detroit. I am a huge 
St. Brown fan, the wide receiver. I can't believe he's not wasn't in a Pro Bowl or All Pro. I think he's one of the maybe three or four best wideouts in the league. I'll, I'll take the home team, given the trick. Mike. Yeah, I I don't have a strong. I know I'm rooting for Detroit because I, I, I like you said the Rams won this. I, I can't wait to see the atmosphere. I don't there. dislike the Rams, but I just don't like. What is the over under on this game? If I must? fifty something, fifty what? Fifty one and a half. I'm taking the over. That'll be my bet because yep. I I agree with Dick. I think it's going to get. You're going to have to get to the high twenties. I think to win. They're in the dome, obviously, so that's not going to have any bearing. Both these teams can score. Um. You know, the Rams are going to... I mean, the game's got to get into the high 20s for the Rams to have a chance, I think. So I'll take the over 51. That seems like a, a fairly manageable number. Hmm. That, uh, uh, Kyle, I'm, Kyle, go ahead, yeah, I think I'm going to lean Rams here. I was on Detroit earlier in the week, but I, I actually am giving into this Rams uh, hot streak. Hot going into the playoffs. I, I like uh, McVay better um, than Campbell. Uh, and Sam Laporta, I mean, that's that's huge. Even if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. Um, he very well could be out, but I'm going to take McVay and, and the coaching here and the experience with Stafford going into Detroit. I think this is a classic game where Detroit just loses and the storyline with Stafford coming back home in the playoffs. So, um, again, not too strong about it. I think it could go either way, but I'm going to lean uh, L.A. here. All right, let's let's go on to the final game of the weekend. We have to do it. Uh, Eagles Tampa. minus three at Tampa Bay. I'll go first. Um, look, I, the only way the Eagles are going to win and cover this game is if the coach does it about based on how he coaches. They're going to have to rush for 150, 200 yards, have the ball for 35 to 40 minutes because if this defense gets exposed, I can just see Mike Evans running wild down the field and scoring a couple of touchdowns Ugh. against these. And Godwin, right? Exactly, Godwin. And now that AJ Brown is not playing, that's the hurt security blanket. If they they need to lean on the best unit of the team, the offensive line, they haven't done it. I don't. I just don't know why they're going to change. I hope they do because I think that's their chance to win. I have no faith in much of anything with this group now. Tampa Bay, I don't like it all, other than their wideouts. Uh, I will take Tampa Bay plus the three. Uh, John? I'm I'm very worried about this game now because they are – to beat Tampa Bay's defense, you do have to throw the ball. You know, I, I think running the ball is good, but that there's two problems there in that I think you do have to end up passing against Tampa, but also you're right, they haven't run the ball this year. They haven't committed to it. They haven't done well once they've committed to it. So I just, that part in my brain goes, I don't know if they can just all of a sudden do that. And now you lose A.J. Brown, you, you have yep. Devontae Smith, which is still good, and Dallas Goddard. But you're going to have to use more of Quez Watkins and Julio Jones, and they are the two worst and most and least efficient wide receivers in all of football. I mean, they are at the bottom of the league. They're the worst graded. They they are they are this not is, efficient at all. This is a Dallas Goddard it's game. Brutal. It has to be a Dallas, Dallas Goddard, Goddard game. game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think if they do have a chance, it is going to be Dallas Goddard having a big big game. I absolutely agree with that. I, I have. So it's tough for me to pick who now. Uh, it would have been the Eagles, but this this is giving me pause. I have sure. zero faith in either team because they both stink. stink. I'm not going to make a pick. <laughs> I, I, there's part of me that wants it to be over, and then there's part of me that thinks the Eagles have more talent. I know Brown being out is not a good thing. I think the, the Tampa, and I know they went down there in Week Three and ran the ball, and that was you know that was a, a three years ago. Um, 
I think the Tampa coach, the one thing, he, he's going to blitz them 80% of the time. Yep. And the Eagles have handled the blitz worse than any team in the NFL this year. So I'm not taking anybody. I'm just going to... I just know the season's ending next week, barring a miracle that Green Bay beats <laughs> Dallas and the Rams beat uh, who Detroit, Detroit, which wouldn't be a miracle. But so I'm just—I think this is going to be one of the worst playoff games ever. Oh man! Um, Can't wait right. to see it, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I said two weeks ago the Eagles should not be double-digit favorites against anybody, uh, and then last week they proven they should not be a road favorite against anybody. Um, this week I'm looking at it. They should not be a road favorite against anybody. Again, uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay at home. I think Mike Evans runs wild on, even if it's Darius Slay blanketing him, trying to blanket him. Uh, if not, Chris Godwin's going to have a field day because he goes up against who? James Bradbury. Is there, t- is there a tight end any good? Uh, Kate Otten. Because that's where you can hurt the Eagles, down the middle of the field. I don't know if he's any good or not. If they have a tight end on the roster, yeah, matter? he's probably going to cook him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then Rashad White is a beast. Uh, and we all know how that tremendous Eagles rush defense is. Uh, yeah, again, going Tampa Bay, the home dog. Yeah, uh, Mike, we're still in Hawaii. Give us some golf, and then we'll get a little college too. Yeah, uh, real real quick. Uh, uh, there's three guys tied at nine under in the Sony Open on Oahu. One of them is B.H. On, who's actually not a bad guy for the other two guys. I don't even know who the hell they are. The Chris Kirk, who won last week for the first... No, really, I don't. I mean, if I, I'd be lying. I try not to lie to people. Not Christian Kirk. Chris Kirk is one of the guys at eight under, and he won last week. It was his first win, I think, in like six years. There's some interesting names on the board, one of which is my guy Ludwig, who Ooh. is one of the guys... And Very I don't want to take him every week, but they're, they're, I mean, there's a lot of names. You can get some really good odds this week. There's some, like... Terrell Terrell Hutton's thirty-five to one. He's at five under. Adberg's twenty-eight wow. to one at five under. There's this guy named Bahita. I have his first name. Let me see here. Akshay, who's a really up-and-coming good young golfer. He's twenty-five to one at seven. So I I, I could go like ten different ways. I'll go Terrell Hatton at thirty-five. He probably won't uh-huh. win, but he'll give it a shot. But here's an interesting thing, Dick. You always point this out to me, and you. And you uh, Brendan Todd's also 65 at five. There's a guy, um, Webb Simpson, who is not a bad golfer. I mean, he's a, he's a known name. Yep. He won a major a long time ago. He's one of the guys at five under. So I think that's like tied for 24. He's 150 to one. Wow. And I do not understand wow. why, because most of the other guys are like 60 to oh, one or whatever. So. Well, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm throwing it out there yeah. that if it, he's worth That's like right. a five or ten dollar better, as Dick would say, no, bet yep. a lot on him because it's good. Yep. But 150 to one just seems totally out of whack to me. So, but we'll try. We'll try Ludwig. We'll probably try. We'll try Ludwig like 100. But like I say Haddon at 35 seems to me like a good play, and B H I will probably win it. He's six to one, by the way. If you want to bet the co-favorite. All right, uh, college hoops today. John, to your point about it being a wild week, right? I mean, number one lost, uh, Purdue lost. They got hammered at Nebraska. Kansas lost at UCF? What? Yeah, UCF. What is that all about? I mean, did you even know UCF was at the Big 12? Yeah, I mean, sort of, but <laughs> hello. Not good. Um, <laughs> so it's a couple of the games today that are fascinating to me. Texas A&M at home is minus two and a half over Kentucky. 
I am in love with the Kentucky team. I like everything about them. I saw Texas A&M in Orlando. Uh, they don't really do that much for me. I think they have the wrong favorite. I like the young Wildcats with my man Reed Shepard coming off the bench and all that talent. Uh, I like Kentucky plus two and a half in College Station today. Uh, I think that's like a mid-afternoon game. A uh, couple other ones, local games. VCU minus five and a half at LaSalle. How about this game, Mike Turns? St. Joe's minus six and a half at home against Loyola Chicago. St. Joe's was up by 20 at St. Louis the other day and I cannot lost. believe they blew it. They are now 0-2 yeah. in the Atlantic 10 after going 3-0 in the Big Five. Temple, your gals, Kyle and Mike, <laughs> getting 11 at North Texas. Getting 11 yes. at North Texas. And couple other games we'll throw out that we'll discuss. Creighton minus seven in Omaha against our man, Rick Pitino. They're still giving this man points, so they never learn. And uh, lastly, yeah. I bet Houston, which also lost for the first time the other day, minus four at TCU with my man, Javier Nelson Jr. And what does TCU do that nobody does anymore? They actually run. They have the most fast break points of any team in the country. And Houston doesn't let anybody run. Uh, no, they don't. So let's, no. Start, let's, let's well, start with Creighton minus seven at St. John's. Uh, John, do you have a thought on Rick Pitino after we all loved him last week against Philadelphia and he won the game straight up? Yeah. What do we um, think about the Johnnies, Rick The Johnnies are well coached. Now, Creighton's a really tough place to play. And Creighton is one of those teams, if you can find the spots to pick them, they are very good. It's just that they do have these one or these few games that for some reason they just drop. I think the one really that's clear is Villanova. Losing to Villanova at home is bad. That was a very bad loss. Villanova bad. didn't shoot bad the ball loss. well. They had the, Creighton had yep. the lead. That is a very bad loss. So I, I yep. sometimes I, I have a hard time trusting Creighton. And in a game like this, I think I would just because uh, I think the way St. John's is playing has been phenomenal. And a lot of that a lot of that does come down to just coaching. Patino has done an excellent job there. So you would take the Johnnies? I think I would okay. with the the, uh, the seven points. Because the other guy's a yeah, good I, coach, I like, too. Like he is. He is. But, yeah. Yeah. but, I mean, yeah. last week against Villanova, Dick, we, we should have retired. Um, that, yeah, that, no, they were getting like they were getting. You like, guys were all over it. Yep. Well, they were getting like nine, right? Yeah. Or something. Nah, some, like five, yeah, four yeah, and a half, five. five yeah, and they won. Yeah. And they won by nine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, they won. Hey, by the way, should I point? Should I point this out? And I that there yeah. was, according to my man Jeff Nyberg, there was maybe four hundred people at the Temple ECU game the other night, which That's ECU bad. won. Wow. But, but John John's ECUs came Se- in here. Season high. The first win in four hundred people. Wow. Oh, that, I don't care if I don't care if they're on breaker. That can't happen. But it's again, sad. it does. So it's just you know, it's sad is, is what it is. But because yeah. uh, they they paid those. Hey, hey Dick, can I ask you there. a question before? Because I was just curious about this. Yes, you talking, Why is you? Why is UCLA so bad? They're so bad that after the game the other night when they fell behind by 50 at Utah, Mick Cronin said, when I get back, I'm going to talk to the AD and the president about getting new players. I've never heard that before. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, They're really young. 
they lost they lost the, their two stars from last year's team. <clears throat> Jaime Aquez is, uh, I believe, he's with the Magic. Is that right? Uh, Somewhere he was with uh, Miami. Maybe the Heat. Yeah, he's with the Heat. I'm sorry. And yeah. The, and then Tiger Campbell, their point guard. So you know they lost a lot from that team. But yeah, this is crazy that they're this bad. That's just ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I, I will Carter also. I yeah. also would like to ask, just because it's been a wild week, what do we make of the crazy week of college basketball and all the upsets? Yeah, for sure. I, I think what it tells us, John, is that, again, there's just no great teams anymore. Uh, there just there just isn't because nobody, you know, nobody has like great seniors because they're long gone. If they're good enough, they're out after a year. I think it's the, the, the game itself. They've done one really good thing this year. They've, they've essentially eliminated the charge by changing the rule of, of, of way you draw offensive fouls so there's more scoring in the game, which is helpful. But yeah, every team has its flaws. Look, I'm I'm out in West Lafayette. Uh, Penn State's a, I think an 18 and a half point underdog to Purdue today. What's interesting about Purdue? I mean, we all know about their big man, Edie. Their guards are very vulnerable to pressure. I mean, that's why they got knocked out last year by FDU. And that's what Penn State does. They're a real good pressure team. They force turnovers. Penn State this year, they can't shoot. Uh, but even a team like Purdue has major vulnerabilities. They go to Nebraska and get whacked. And then Nebraska goes to Iowa last night, and they got whacked. So it, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think the answer is play coaches. And the only one of the great coaches of, of our era that's still left is the guy in Queens. The rest of them all got out. Krzyzewski, Jay Wright, Roy Williams, they're all gone. Huggins, out, 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 out. So, yeah, well, Cal, it's, it's Cal's not, still there. Cal is still right? there. Fair enough. That's true. Yeah. And Cal's you, Dick, there. I would assume from what you're saying, and I haven't looked at the odds, like who's who's the favorites right now or whatever, yes. but it seems like it could yep. be a fun NCAA tournament. But what you're saying, like a team like Kentucky, that maybe wasn't supposed to be all that, but was – could maybe be like a kind of team like in March if they get the right seeds or whatever. Oh, yeah. Could make maybe a uh, run. Yeah. I really like their team. I mean, look, they're, they're incredibly young like they always are. But I think they have the right mixture this time. And Reed Shepard, who doesn't start. Mike, you remember Jeff Shepard is one of the stars of their uh, 98 championship Oh, yeah. Team. The shooter. He was a shooter, right? Right. It's his son. And, and also, um, he's the son of uh, one of Kentucky's women's players, all-time great players, too. So he's got the ultimate pedigree to play basketball. I love watching him play. And he doesn't even start. I mean, DJ Wagner's you know, Dewan's son is, is the starting point guard. But they're about 10 deep. They got the kid from Emotep who's really good. Uh, the kid from Camden is really good. So a lot of local flavor. I think it's the best team Cal's had since... Uh, just the Anthony Davis team. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're good enough to win at oh. all, but they're good, they're good enough to go really deep. I like everything about them. They're big, they're, they're deep, they can shoot, they can play, they know what they're doing. I like I like everything I watch, see about them. Long way to go, but I do like Kentucky, and I love them today. Getting two and a half points at Texas a It's almost hard, and again, I haven't really gotten into it the way I probably should have or I would have years ago. But the, the, the teams that we think of as good, I just can't get behind that much. Like a Purdue, a Kansas. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of a couple others. But like I said, yeah, they're good. And we see Well, those... the extreme of it, Gonzaga is not good this year. No. I don't think Gonzaga is any good. Yeah, but I mean, Mark Hughes might, did a great job. We've seen, we've seen Purdue. Yeah. yeah wow. They look Gonzaga bad. Really? Make the tournament for the first time since Mark Hughes has been there. Yep. They wow. Make it. They I... got... 
they got no resume at the moment. They lost to Santa Clara the other night for the first time in like forever. With Steve Nash in the building. Uh, that was really neat. With Steve Nash in the building at Santa Clara. Yeah, so they got, yeah, that's when you know it's weird that Gonzaga's no good. Well, John, uh, I will tell you this, John, because you don't, you won't notice, but in 93, the Temple Owls make the tournament. I don't know. They were, I, I'm trying to, 10 seed, whatever they were. They win the first game in Santa Clara with a freshman point guard, Steve Nash. Now, I don't wow. think he played a lot. I think I've heard of him. But Steve Nash, they upset Arizona in right. the game, and then Temple got to play Steve Nash's team. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know it was Steve Nash. But uh, 1993, so that was what, 31 years ago. And Hello. I was there. <laughs> the Owls. Of course you were. Uh, so what do, what do we think of St. Joe's? Do we have any idea what's going on at, at uh, 54th and City Line, giving six and a half to Loyola Chicago today? John, you got any thoughts on the Hawks? You look so good in winning the Big Five tournament, took Kentucky to overtime, and then they're, now they're 0-2 in the league. They lose at Rhode Island as a favorite. They lose at St. Louis as a favorite, giving up a 20-point lead. What is going on out there? But they're back home. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a shame because that at one point like, there was – tournament talk you know they they were building yep. up a decent yep. enough resume and yep. they i mean they had the st louis game the st louis game was the worst of it they had that game uh, if they win that game you know you're yep. still you're still in these talks i think even um what was it lenardi had them on the bubble like he was j they're just on the yep. outside they're a team that he's actually like mentioning in these okay watch out for this team yep. they could actually make it and then they lose these two games and it, it now just seems They're like a, a little bit too of a battle. And look, Loyola Chicago isn't the Loyola Chicago that you know has been in these tournaments and played well in these tournaments. But still, even though you host them and you're a six and a half point favorite, it's still Loyola Chicago. And if you drop this Stop game, it. it gets even worse. So, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It just I don't I wouldn't say they're reeling or anything. I, I I don't know too much about St. Joe's, but it feels like they had an opportunity really at the start of um, conference play to really get a couple of wins. Build the resume a little bit more, and if it feels like they really squandered. Dick, how, how many teams from I, I the like Atlantic Ten? Probably, yeah. yeah. They, when yeah, I watch them play, they look. Good. How, how many sure. teams from the Atlantic yeah. Ten probably get in? Like you no, know, no, two maybe. Yeah, I mean that's the problem. The league isn't too. what it once was. So yeah, right. I, St. Joe's is well, yeah, well on the outside looking in at the moment, and Villanova is the only team live for the tournament, and they went out with three in the Big Five, and they might not be live much longer if they keep losing games. Uh, I mean, they beat DePaul twice, but that, does that really count? Uh, they were off to a good start, but they got a lot of games they're going to lose in that league build up. I mean, they're going to lose a ton of games. <laughs> UConn, a couple yep. times, they got to go to St. John's. They've well, the, the big one, they, they, if they split against Marquette, their next two games are Marquette and UConn. If they can at least split yep. those games, then they're, they're yep. in a then comfortable they got, position. Then they're back in the hunt. The league will help them because obviously there's so many tournament teams in the league. That's where Mike is going to hurt a team like St. Joe's. Yeah, the right. yeah that's what... it just doesn't have enough good wins for them, and they already have a couple. Right. They, they have three horrible losses. I mean, Texas A&M Commerce at home, and then these yeah. Rhode Island and St. Louis, just games they were supposed to have won. Because when you see their talent, and I, look, I've seen them several times on TV, and then we saw Mike and I saw them live against Temple in the Big Yeah, they look good game. that night. They, they yeah. look good, man. I, I like their players. I don't know. I didn't see the game the other night. I, I can't explain why they would have lost these games, but they're certainly on the outside looking in. Um, another game that I find very interesting today, game people want to watch, probably in the middle of an NFL game, Houston, Houston finally lost the other night. I mean, it, no, nobody's going undefeated anymore. Minus four at, at TCU. Anybody seen TCU play this year? Anybody got any sense of them? I, I have. I'm just curious if anybody else has. No. no. I would yeah. not have, no. 
watch watch this game because it's the ultimate contrast in styles. Houston wants to just suffocate you, and TCU mm-hmm. wants to run on every play. And, and Jameer Nelson's son is the is the point guard for TCU. Of course, he was at Delaware most recently. That's a, that's going to be a fun game to watch. I don't have a great opinion. Houston minus Dick four, is is the t- is the TCU Worth, coach Jamie is Jamie the Jamie TCU Dick. coach? Because when he played at Pitt, he never. Yeah, they never ran. <laughs> That's right. He's totally changed. He's totally changed the way he's coaching. And, you know, it's interesting. Jamie went back home. They ran him out of Pittsburgh because he couldn't get to the Final Four. And boy, would they like to have him right. back right now. Um, and yeah, how about TCU that? Grad. Yeah, he's a TCU grad, so that was obviously significant for him to go back home. But yeah, he's he's made them into a really good program. If they make the NCAs this year, they probably will. It'll be the first time in school history they made it three years in a row. I mean, that, that's not wow. a, that's not a program you think of for basketball, and he's he's made that happen. So yeah, he, he did a great job at Pittsburgh. But yeah, they love to run these guys out of here. Hey, John, get us the break. We'll do a little more college hoops, and then at, at the risk of uh, at the risk of just being a total downer. We'll finish with the football team again. I guess. <sighs> yeah. I which guess, which, guess team? We have which team? Which team? Which team? Oh, the Eagles. Uh, the, the one with the, the A.J. Brownless the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah, that, that team. Uh, oh, my God. Good Lord. Yeah. Johnny that's going to be great. <laughs> uh, you're tuned into sports here, there, and everywhere, presented exclusively by the Bed Park Sportsbook and Casino app. And all the latest lines are up on pro football playoffs that are happening this weekend. And new customers make a winning $10 bet and get $125 in sportsbook bonus back. See app and website for details perfect way to be getting in on the action for pro football playoffs we'll start with the birds because this number looks like it might be going to move soon so the birds are now three-point favorite three-point road favorite at tampa bay the over under is 44 the reason why i think it might change it's a three-point favorite but it's even money usually you see about minus 110 on these lines it's getting to the point where we might see that half a point come down and you will see a two and a half for the birds against tampa so again that's still at three you can get it even money, so it's not a bad play if you want to get at least some of the juice away from that number. But still, it looks like it is going to move very soon to that 2.5 if you want to wait for that. Also, some other lines. Cleveland is now a 2.5-point favorite as they are on the road against Houston. Miami is on the road taking on Kansas City. They're a 5-point underdog. Pittsburgh on the road as well, 9.5-point dog to Buffalo. Very cold very, very cold Buffalo. Uh, the black and gold of uh, Pittsburgh, yes, they are again nine and a half point underdog. Dallas now a seven point favorite as they host Green Bay. And Detroit also a three point favorite as well, hosting Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay and Los Angeles. So you can check out those lines and more. And again, new customers make a winning $10 bet and get $125 in sportsbook bonus back. See app and website for details. Must be 21 in MPA, New Jersey, Ohio, or, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. A little bit more college hoops to go over, but the big thing, A.J. Brown ruled out on Monday for the Eagles. How does that affect the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Monday night? We'll go over that coming up next here at Sports Here, There, and Everywhere. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. You're tuning to, tuning to sports here, there, and everywhere. 
presented exclusively Sorry. by the Bedpar Sportsbook and Casino app. We can get all the latest lines on pro football playoffs happening this weekend. Plenty of great action. Could be me. New customers make a winning $10 bet and get $125 in sportsbook bonus back. See app and website for details. Must be 21 in NPA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joining me here in Parks, my name is John Jansen with Mike Kern and the very stupid, apparently, mm-hmm. Kyle Nunnemaker. Nah, we're working on it. And also... <laughs> My parents have been telling me that for 30 years. <laughs> and on the Gambler Hotline in West Lafayette, the everywhere por- portion of sports here, there, and everywhere is Dick Girard. Dick, in the spirit of fairness, could you yeah. please give a James Harden Clippers update? Because, you know, we good. trashed him for two years. They've been good. Yeah. 17-3 and three since December 1st. Best record in the NBA for the legendary Jim Bob Harden and the Clippers. And everybody's crediting him. With making the difference it's, it's, on the team, it's, it's Kawhi. which I find amazing. Is, is Kawhi healthy? Yeah, that's the yeah. reason why. Yeah, to me, that's, it's simple. Kawhi healthy is, oh, not, yeah. is such a game-changing So it player. wasn't Harden's 11 points the other night that carried them over the top? No. no. I mean, he's obviously Harden's helping. And it is showing how good those three are together. You know, Kawhi, okay. Paul George, and Harden. I mean, Dick, is, Har- is, Harden, Terrence, is Harden getting a contract after the year or no? They're going to give him all of the money there is. Oh! <laughs> Jim Bob, uh. and he, he will be the centerpiece when they open the new arena across from SoFi Stadium next fall. It'll be wow! Can't, can't wait to see mm. it. It'll be great. A um, couple of football thoughts uh, before we get to the football team. I have ESPN on silent in my hotel room, and they just put up a stat on the Cowboys since their last NFL title. They they're like <laughs> they've lost twelve times in the wild card round of the divisional round. They ain't even made the NFC Championship game. All oh no, it's, that's pathetic. Yeah, it's like a re- like they a have a century. record. I think I think they have a record for the most times in consecutive times in the playoffs without making it to the um, most consecutive playoff appearances game. without conference title twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Miami, right. or Miami second at ten, and the Chiefs are. Tied and it's not it just is. that they've lost; it's some of the ways they've How lost, they like lost. Romo dropping oh, the yeah. ball, um, the yep. thing a couple years yep. ago with the with the clock management crap, and um, yep. yeah, that's oh, called yeah. it. No, it's awesome. So, so at Dance home this year, they're eight now, and they're averaging thirty-seven and a half points. So yeah, it all. Yeah, of all the things yep. that I and I got some teams I'm rooting for because the best thing that could happen, and I don't think it's going to, <laughs> is the Cowboys yep. losing at home. Uh-huh. At home, and and especially yeah. if McCarthy does something stupid or Dak does something stupid Which in the last minute, I think, I think that that will bring me more joy than the Eagles winning. Oh, absolutely! Dallas losing. Oh no, it would be well, me just because uh, I think of what the fallout would be in Dallas. I yeah. think they fire McCarthy. I think they yeah. bring in Bill. The only, I really think they bring. The in only Bill thing Belichick better than that would be if the Eagles went there next week and beat them. Yeah, which I don't yeah, think can happen. But that, that you know, would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Right, yes. So- uh, Mike, Wednesday night over in Cherry Hill, tell everybody what's going on, and then they can get tickets and if it, they'd like to it come It is over. like the, yeah, it's like the, um, the we're, I think we're up to like 125th annual Philadelphia Sports Writers Dinner. It's the oldest one in the country, I believe, continuous. Mm-hmm. And one of our, the things that we do, uh, it's our biggest award, um, the most courageous award, which is the last award of the night. We've always kept it a secret. You know, guys like Mickey Mantle have won this. Ben Hogan's won this. And this year, we are honoring Joe Mihalik, who is the assistant coach at LaSalle, was a longtime coach at 
Hofstra and Niagara. Was, was it LaSalle as a player or coach? Dick, Dick is, knows him very well, and Dick's going to be introducing him. And, Dick, do you want to tell the, the story? So Joe was the head coach at Hofstra um, in the pandemic year, and they won the CAA tournament in Washington. Great win because they hadn't been at the tournament since uh, since Jay Wright was there, and and everything was just going great. He'd done a great job there and at Niagara, and then that August, as the players are about to come back, um, Joe had a massive stroke, uh, which totally changed his life. Very significant surgery, uh, major rehab for years and years. I mean, it's still going on. Uh, Joe still has issues with his speech. His, his mind is perfectly fine. He can drive places. He can get places. But he's made an incredible comeback to get where he is now, which is exactly why Mike and the organization decided they wanted to honor him. And I, it was my honor to write the story that will be in the program about Joe and, and be honored to introduce him. But. Yeah, my 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 second game I ever did for the paper college basketball game was a LaSalle game, and the assistant coaches on that LaSalle team, Speedy Marsh was the head coach. The assistant coaches were Joe Mahalik, Fran Duffy, and Sam Ryan. And Joe and Fran won you know won well more than a thousand games between them as a head coach, head coaches. And of course, Speedy's won more than a thousand by himself, counting all the places he's been. So, yeah, Joe's been a good friend for a long time. He was a mentor to me learning the ropes of covering college basketball in the city. So it'll be my pleasure to introduce him. Uh, his, his three boys will be there, and, of course, his wife, Mary, and a lot of family members. Uh, it'll it'll be a very emotional night. It's always a great night anyway, the boys' writers, but that is my might add, the culmination of the night. Yeah, the response has been really kind of overwhelming. We've sold about 500 tickets, which in this day and age is pretty good. Uh, you can go, if anybody's interested, you can go to phillysportswriters.com, I believe. is. I, I hope I got that right. Uh, the tickets are $100, and the Flyers, we're also honoring, it's the 50th anniversary of the Flyers winning their first cup. So Bernie Perrant is going to be there. Aaron Nola is going to be there. He is getting our, I believe, I hope I got this right, our humanitarian award for his work uh, in that. It's going to be a pretty good evening. And uh, at the end of the evening is when Joe's going to be honored and like I said, it's the first time we've ever announced who the winner was before that night. We usually don't do that, but we thought in this instance we should. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to join us, um, hey, it's going to be fun, and, and hopefully it won't snow and and uh, whatever. And, um, and, I and like I said, snow Dick on wrote, Tuesday. I, I think yeah. we should be all right for Wednesday. And, and Dick wrote the story. I read the story. The story's great. Joe will be great. Uh, I, I've seen his speech uh, that he's going, and, and he's very overwhelmed by it. But anyway, if you're a Phil, and there's no greater fraternity than Philadelphia coaches, right? Dick, you'll attest to that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, they're everywhere, right? It's yep. College basketball yep. coaches, yeah, it's oh, awesome. It, and and it's apparently, so a lot of them, the yep. word got spread around, and 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 Joe is friends with a lot of those guys. I mean, you know, he coached at Hofstra where Jay was. Um, He's, he coached with Speedy, you know, he coached with Dumph. He's, yeah, it's, so anyway, it, 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 Wednesday and, night, and and it's cool, over yeah. it's, it's, it's over in Cherry Hill at the Hilton, which used to be the Crown Plaza. Yeah, and yeah, also, one, one, of cool, okay. John, one of the Go cool ahead, things Dick. about this story is, yeah, one of the cool things about the story is, obviously, Joe, after the stroke, he couldn't be the head coach at Hofstra anymore, so he was the assistant to the AD for a while, but really wasn't what he wanted to do and then when Dump got the job at LaSalle and, and I wrote about this in, the, in my story um, the first call he made we well, yeah, I actually taken the job yet he called Joe 
and his wife Mary, they were on their way up to see one of their sons in Connecticut, and he said, look, they offered me the job, he says, but I ain't taking it unless you come with me. And of course, Joe did come, he moved back to Philly, they have a home in Chestnut Hill, and now he's the special assistant to the head coach. And it's such a cool story, a full circle story, because I said, for me, when I first got into covering college hoops, they were Steve Morris' assistant, and, and helped me a lot uh, learning the game and the people in Philly and how this whole thing works. So it'll be it'll be a very cool night. So if you get a chance to come over Wednesday night, come on over to Philly. I, I had the pleasure, and Dick's had the pleasure. We've been around a lot of great. Cheney, Jay Wright, Speedy, Phil, on and on and on. I'm leaving 50 guys out. Nobody that I've ever known has more integrity and well-meaning intentions than Fran Dolphy. And I, Dick, I mean, would you... 100%. Is that... Is that yeah. And he just, you know, yeah. Fran... He's the best of the best. When, He's the best of when us. When Dick told yep. me that story, I, I wasn't surprised. Like, I was just like, okay, that's yep. Fran. And if you told Fran that, and you tried to make it... Fran always downplays it. Like, we wanted Fran to be on the dais... With Joe, and Fran's like, no, Mike. Because he just got, what, his 600th win, was it, Dick? I believe. He did. Um, and we, he did. we were going to mention all that. He doesn't want, Dick, he could care less. He doesn't, he says, yeah, Joe's not, night, let Joe do it. Never That's about just him. No, nah. not, not about him. So, yeah, if, again, if people get a chance, if you're listening and you want to come over, like I said, get on the website, or you can just come over. PhillySportsWriters.com. Yeah, right, show up there. Yeah, I'm also seeing on there. here the, uh, the 2023 team of the year, Media Little League. Yes. Where I live now. Yes. In, uh, in Media, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So yes. That's nice. Well, well all yeah, our sir. teams lost in the finals. So we. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, no, no I, I'm seeing all. There's that. It's very fair. nice. All the uh, a great list of people, right, well, including well, Jeremiah I mean, Trotter. Jeremiah Trotter's son is getting the amateur athlete award. He was an All American at Clemson. We can't get him. Because he's training for the... The um, NFL draft, which Jeremiah uh, he is. actually... He is so high up in the draft now that he actually has odds to be the number one overall pick. Obviously, he's not going to be, right. but just to have That's even awesome. odds to be the number one overall well, pick. Well, we, we were close. Uh, very telling. We were close to getting Marvin Harrison yeah. for reason. But anyway, Jeremiah Trotter, who's a very popular eagle from the past, uh, is coming to accept yeah. the, war- the award for um, nice. his son. So that would be pretty son. cool. Great. Yeah. No, no, it'll, be a, it'll definitely be a fun night. And I think the snow is coming Tuesday, so we should be good for for Wednesday. All right, we got to do it. Uh, the last few minutes, uh, final thoughts on what may be the I final refuse. Game. I refuse. What might get out of this part? For one of the, I mean, like more, even for Philadelphia, and Mike has chronicled what disasters it has been, but at least he's getting there. This has been beyond almost all comprehension. Uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. Uh, what in the world has happened? What will happen next if this inevitably ends badly, uh, whether it's Monday or next weekend? Well, I think it all comes down to if they get blown out Monday, I think Sirianni's gone. Um, now, if even if they still lose uh, in, in, you know, a better-looking effort, all bets are off. But I think both coordinators are gone. Um, I think Sirianni still probably deserves a chance to dig his way out of this if he gets the, the correct people around him, if he can choose his coordinators. Um, but, uh, again, I can't put it all on Sirianni. 
from the aspect of the defense where I think Howie Roseman is at fault for that, for not being able to fill the holes uh, of all the players that they lost in the offseason. Um, but I think he's on very thin ice going into next season if they lose on Monday and he sticks around. Uh, with that being said, yeah. my prediction for the game, 23-20 yeah. Tampa Bay. Uh, John Jansen, final thoughts on the NFL team. What was an NFL team? (laughs) My initial prediction was 26-20. You know, they moved down the field against a Tampa defense that gives up a lot of yards in the passing game. Obviously, red zone problems persist. Settle for some field goals. Elliott has a big game. 26-20, they win. It's going to have to be lower scoring than that. And I'm very worried about this game now because I don't know if the Eagles offense will be able to move the ball. They are moving from what is one of the best wide receivers in the league, AJ Brown, to now having to rely more, at least have How on the field. The quarterback more. throwing with a with a middle that, finger. Right. He hasn't been throwing. Now he's to side, and now he has to throw to two wide receivers. His middle finger. His middle fingers tapping. And Julio Jones. Yeah, I, I completely agree. This this is becoming a concern now that maybe the injuries not not just you have the issues already with turning the ball over, situationally bad things, but now you have the injury. If they can't run the ball. They have they to got run, no right. shot, and that's that's. And the, I don't, I, don't I can't. I don't trust that. They did the first game, they right, but that was when they were running the ball, know, committed to I it. Know, they I have know. tried recently, and they couldn't do it. And they also have and, just and by completely the way, given it a, a by zero the way, try. The Bucks suck. The Bucks. Suck. I mean, they let's be honest. I I, Mayfield's a great story. I get it. You know, they won six of their last eight games, I think, or whatever it was. But this is one of those they Eagles lose, though. I wouldn't. You know, the injuries are piling up. This is this is not great. God. The Eagles yeah, have I'm been done, bad for yeah. The Eagles have been bad for six weeks. I think we would all con- concur with that. The only even halfway decent game is the first Giants game, but they made a mess of that anyway. Uh, <laughs> now the quarterback, as Mike said, is who knows what his story is. His finger. Their best offensive player is out. Their defense is bad. Uh, the coaching is awful. It's just a total mess. I, I'd like to come up. But with other some than that, positives. other than that. <laughs> I can't think. I can't think of a single positive going into this game, other than the offensive line, which I still love. I, I believe in all all five of those players. I think they're sensational players, but I don't know know that the coaching staff has the understanding that they got to find a way to ride these guys to the finish line. Uh, and you wonder if people like Jason Kelsey, if this does end uh, Monday night. And Lane Johnson might just go, you know what? We've had awesome careers. We won a Super Bowl. Probably should have won two. Nice talking to everybody. Good luck. And then we're talking a total rebuild. Uh, you oh, think yeah. Jason wants to come back with yeah. knowing that there's no. probably going there, well, there's uh, probably going to be a new offensive coordinator. They're not going to be favored to win 13 you games know, next year. I mean, they might be a 10-11 win team. Yeah, and yeah. Mike, I, I think if they'd won the Super Bowl, he would have gotten out last year. That's what I think. I Totally, I, he, I yeah. He, yeah, and I don't, I don't think Lane's far more. behind. Yeah, I don't think no, Lane I mean, is are, far behind. These are, these are legends. They're both going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Legends. Yes, they are. You don't get guys like that. Great guys, uh, model citizens, great teammates, and I, I would love to be able to talk to them privately. What in the world do you think about what's just happened here? Because you know they're not going to throw anybody under the bus. They're, too, they're pros. No. They don't do that. But good God. What they must think of this stuff, and they know stuff that obviously we're never going to know. But boy, nope. would you like to know what actually went on down there in the last couple of weeks for this fiasco? 
to unfold and it keeps getting worse. So we'll stop it next week. We'll stop it next week. Well, guess what? This is the last week, boys, unless you stop. Let, let me pose this, and I don't think this has any chance happening, but if, if they win this week and then uh-huh. they win next week and, and maybe th- uh-huh. goofy things happen this week, they get to the the NFC somehow or another, get to the NFC title game, lose. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that would change anybody's opinion about, hey, maybe I'll come back? Yes. Yes. Okay. 100%. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, if they lose badly on Monday, then all bets are off, as you guys just said, including the coach. It could be a total yep. blow up. Uh, yep. You can't finish an NFL season like that and come back and, and say, we're going to do this again. Nobody's going to buy it. Uh, so yeah, now that yeah, it's this game is fascinating on a lot of levels, but it's almost like you're looking at it and you're, you're it's like with total trepidation, like oh my god, what else? What else could happen? Yeah. And to Kyle's point, I just keep having this vision of Mike Evans running wild yeah. around the yeah. field. Yeah. And you know the worst part uh, about yeah. all this is we talk about yeah. next year, like looking forward. They've lost yep. the fan base. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles yeah, never are. lose the fan base. The Eagles, and the yeah. owner, don't think the owner isn't aware of that. He okay? Knows. He and, knows. Once, yeah. and, and even if they come back next year and, and rebuild during the offseason and make some moves, the fan base, yeah. you got to win them back because they're going to sit there and go, okay, you know, this was what it's it was. Just, and and, and, and if, God forbid, you're eight and two, yeah, if God forbid you're eight and two next year, everybody's going to be sitting there going, okay, well, you know. Yeah, I don't know. And that that's 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 the way we used to feel and, with the Phil. That's the way we yeah. feel with the Sixers right now. Dick, also, um, yeah, I, Mike Evans might yeah, be running yeah. wild. Jalen Hurts might be mm-hmm. running wild because uh, Todd Bowles is going to blitz. Oh, uh, every yeah, other play, well, he's going to blitz. And Todd, we also Todd Bowles did it a couple of years what, ago. What we all saw is, how we all saw how that ended up last week against the Giants. Jalen Hurts was running yeah. for his. But life. what if somebody hits his yeah. finger again? On a tush push yeah. or yeah. something. Well, I mean, you, you know then what? you're going to bring Mariota in? Yeah. How about this? You know my other concern? I got concerns about the quarterback right now. I, yes. I'm, I'm yeah. right with him. Absolutely. Right? What? No, that, you're right. I never thought I would say that six weeks ago. Like, what is going on here? So, on, no, on, I, that, positive, on that positive note. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pitchers John, and catchers. I think we've got, yeah, we've about to re- we've about reached the finish line, boys. So fun show, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Yes, we will. We'll do it again next week, and who knows what we'll be talking about with the Eagles next week. But that is it for sports here, there, and everywhere. Presented exclusively by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. That's Kyle Nunnemaker, Mike Kern. My name is John Jansen. Also joining us in the Gambler Hotline, Dick Girardi as well. Coming up next, we will hear from Mark Henry Jr. in the Tough Cover Radio Show. We, though, will be back next week as we are every Saturday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. right here on The Gambler Live at the beautiful Parks Casino in Ben Salem. And again, if you can't get out here, make sure to download the Bed Park Sportsbook and Casino app. We'll be back next week, 9 a.m. as usual every Saturday. Coming up next, though, the Tough Cover Radio Show with Mark Henry Jr. right here on The Gambler. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.